Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Bi-Weekly Asset Allocation Report for July 31st, 2023. I'm Phil Adler. Fixation on headline economic numbers can lead to inaccurate conclusions. A recent example is the performance of major stock indexes, which it turns out has been greatly influenced lately by a very small number of stocks. Over-reliance on headline numbers can also be costly for investors. Confluent staff economist Thomas Wash joins us today to dig deeper into one of our favorite headline numbers, the unemployment rate. What is it really telling us? First, Thomas, remind us what the unemployment rate measures exactly. Does it include part-time workers or people who have dropped out of the workforce? The unemployment rate is a measure of the proportion of the civilian labor force that is unemployed. The civilian labor force is defined as the sum of employed and unemployed worker. The indicator excludes students, active duty military, and those who have stopped looking for work. Part-time work for economic reasons is not considered in the employment rate, but is considered in alternative measures of labor underutilization, such as the U6 rate. And does the unemployment rate measure in any way whether jobs are high-paying or low-paying? Although the Bureau of Labor Statistics do collect data based on unemployment rate by industry, the overall number makes no distinction between full-time and part-time employment or wage rates. Many economists have been predicting a recession as the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, but today's unemployment rate certainly doesn't suggest that a recession is imminent. What did the economists get wrong? Well, I think most analysts overestimated the impact that higher interest rates would have on demand, as consumption remains resilient even though borrowing costs are elevated. Now, you've been looking at some current employment data that most of us don't pay much attention to. For instance, part-time employment for economic reasons. Is this the same as underemployment? Well... Part-time work for economic reasons is a type of underemployment. It refers to people who would prefer to work full-time but are unable to find full-time jobs. The distinction between part-time work for economic reasons and other types of part-time work is important because it helps us understand the state of the labor market and the demand for labor. For example, if there is an increase in part-time workers for economic reasons, it may mean that there is weakness in certain sectors of the economy. And what is this number currently telling us? The number of part-time workers for economic reasons has increased by 15.4% since last year, making it the fastest increase in the number of part-time workers since the pandemic began. The only other time this has happened without a recession was in 1967. This suggests that the overall unemployment rate may not be telling the full story of the labor market. So, looking at this number, we can see that maybe the employment reality isn't quite as healthy as the headline number indicates. Another number you've been following closely is consumer debt. How has this been behaving, and what does it suggest? The overall level of debt has climbed to a new high, even as the Fed tightens monetary policy. This suggests that households will have a harder time making payments, especially as interest rates continue to climb. In fact, Executives from U.S. banks have noticed that more consumers are falling behind on credit card and loan payments. This may be a sign that households are starting to feel some financial strain. I wonder how might the resumption of student debt payments affect this number? 
The resumption of student debt payments in 2023 is likely to further crimp household budgets. A recent survey found that 55% of student loan borrowers do not feel ready to resume payments, and that's up from 29% in the year prior. There are a few reasons for the lack of preparedness. First, many borrowers took on new debt during the pandemic-era pause on payments. This could include credit card debt, car loans, or mortgages. Second, the cost of living has increased significantly in recent years, making it more difficult for borrowers to affordably maintain their current lifestyle. Another data point, Thomas, is job quality, which you've already mentioned is not considered in the unemployment rate calculations. There might be a lot of job openings, but a high percentage of them might pay relatively little. Is this the case? Our research shows that a significant portion of job vacancies are in industries that pay below average wages. For example, retail trade and leisure and hospitality sectors have a large number of job openings, but wages in these industries are often low. Are there any indications that workers are holding on to jobs longer recently, even though they might be low paying? Unfortunately, the data is not that granular. However, I can say that quit rates have fallen from their peak in 2022. Now about wages. Wages have grown over the past year. Is this growth slowing down? Wages have slowed across the economy, but production and non-supervisory workers have seen the steepest deceleration in earnings growth. This slowdown in pay is related to more businesses seeing margin pressures. How about corporate job cuts? Are, are they becoming more widespread? So far this year, announcement of job cuts have outpaced previous year's rate. The finance and tech sectors have been hit the hardest, with thousands of layoffs announced in the recent months. What about the possibility that new jobs might be created soon related to infrastructure and the development of artificial intelligence? Could these additions be enough to sustain overall economic growth and add some higher paying jobs to the mix? Well, this new government initiative is expected to benefit the overall economy, especially the manufacturing sector. But it is important to remember that the service sector employs 70% of the country's workforce. Additionally, I believe that AI is still in its early stages, but it has the potential to bear fruit over the next few years. To sum up, after digging below the headline unemployment rate number, the, the way we have in our discussion, what conclusions can you offer investors? Our primary message is that the recent positive economic data is encouraging, but investors should remain cautious. The data does not provide enough evidence to say definitively whether the country has averted a recession. Thank you, Thomas. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. Be aware that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our audio engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. 